Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Two Spot Monkeys Live. If you are watching us live, it's Thursday, not Friday, when we usually put this out. Uh, schedules are what they are in life, and so we we found the time we could, and that's Thursday. So if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, maybe it, it'll hit your podcast feed a little earlier, too. Uh, hopefully I'll have that, this out on Thursday night. Anyways, Tom, I'm joined by Tom as always. How are you? Jim, I'm great. Good to be with you. Excited to talk this week. Uh, different little bit of a format for us. We're going to not really spend a lot of time talking about like the, the big name wrestling promotions. We have a little bit of conversation around that, but a lot of what we're going to talk about is something different, which is cool. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's I'm not going to say it's a non-WWE episode because we're going to start with a one WWE uh, product anyways, not, ma- not main roster. I don't, unless we squirrel off into something, nothing about the main roster this week. Um, let's be honest, we'll squirrel off into something at some point that'll be main roster-ish, I would assume. But uh, but the first thing uh, that I just want to touch on is Walter. Uh, Walter now working for NXT full-time. Uh, I think some people in our friends group maybe thought he was coming to the main roster, and, and that could happen at some point. See, there it is, squirreled. Um, and that could happen, but it does seem like he's going to be in NXT 2.0 uh, full-time for now. But after his match, uh, and Tom, you haven't seen the match yet with Roddy. I know you're going to watch it. Uh, really good match. So absolutely worth seeing. Shocking, right? That Walter and Roderick Strong put on a good match. Um, Walter takes the microphone as the uh, ring announcer, whose name is escaping me right now. But as she's about to announce him as the winner, he says, nine, nine, um, and takes the microphone from her and says, your winner of this match is Gunther. They've changed Walter's name. It's now Gunther. Now, there's a little bit more to that. Earlier in the day on Tuesday, it was released that WWE had trademarked the name Gunther Stark. Gunther Stark was a commander on the Nazi U-boats and a fairly well-known commander for those who are World War II buffs. From what I've learned, I'm not a World War II buff, but I looked into it when I saw the outrage that was out there. A fairly well-known commander on the U-boats in Nazi Germany. Do they not have Google at Titan Towers, Tom? Or maybe is this 1965 heel? I mean, I don't, Jim, I don't know. This isn't, <laughs> this isn't Fritz von Erich, right? Like, wasn't. Right. And this is uh, back in the mm, early to mid 2000s when Kenzo Suzuki was coming in. Uh, they originally, his, they had one week where they ran a promo uh, that Hirohito was coming. Of course, Hirohito, former. Uh, emperor in japan in world war ii and but this was they they played up the promo you probably still find it on youtube i didn't looked it up but they played it up on youtube that hirohito it was the grandson of emperor hirohito and he was mad that the americans had won the war and he was coming for vengeance (laughs) like and and i don't know how i ended up um on facebook or aol chat or something back then whatever you know was Somehow I ended up chatting with Lance Storm at that point. I was a part of his book club on his website that he had at that point. And so, like, occasionally you would get a random IM from Lance Storm and get to talk to him, which was kind of cool. And right about that time, I happened to get one, a message from him. And and so we talked for, you know, five minutes about whatever the book was and wrestling. And and I made some comment about Hirohito. And his comment was, is he rowing a boat from Japan? Which is kind of where I've gotten the whole Veer Mahan, like, is he walking from India thing from? And, uh, you know, anyways, Gunther. So at least 
somebody, I assume, and this is me assuming, somebody in WWE saw the outrage on Tuesday when they when it was released that they had trademarked Gunther Stark and went, hey, maybe we should drop the last name. Because, I mean, that's a thing we do anyways. We don't give anybody a last name. Everybody's got one name. And Walter only had one name to begin with, you know, and that was him before WWE. But Walter was your NXT UK champion for like 19 years. He was in Survivor Series a couple of years ago. I don't think he's been in a Royal Rumble yet, although I wouldn't be shocked to see him in the Rumble this year. Why? Why? It makes no sense to me. Again, I know I, I've also seen, so I didn't know all of the story. So thanks for filling me in on that. And I hope to get to that match and I guess now the aftermath at some point today. And people were like, well, this was a guy who's in Walter before. So what's the big deal? I mean, he's established, right? And, and, and like, and like Walter, as we have it on our feed today, if you're watching, it's all caps. And I've always thought it's all caps Walter. So like that has like a statement that makes a statement. Again, Gunther. Okay. Yeah, uh, his name is just more, Gunther. Chalk it up as another um, what in the world is going on uh, in Stanford, Connecticut, and then the outskirts. And and I apparently I read not I apparently I read that apparently Bruce Pritchard said on one of his recent podcasts. Um, I just started last week's. I'm I pick and choose which weeks I listen to to his depending on what the topic is if it interests me. Um, and I just started listening to the one last week because it's on one of the Rumbles I think 2002 and. I like listening to the ones about rumbles and manias and things like that. Um, but apparently on one of the recent ones, I don't know if it's on the one I started listening to. Uh, he said that he likes Walter's in-ring work, but he doesn't love the name. Okay. If you don't like the name Walter, cause it sounds like an old crotchety guy or Jeff Dunham's puppet, you know, Walter or whatever. Um, fine. Is Gunther any better though? I mean, like if you're going to change from Walter, I don't know that Gunther is a real upgrade. Yeah. I don't, I don't have my, uh, European name dictionary handy or thesaurus, but like Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel, great names. And even if you drop their last names, which again, we have already said that they're known to do like, okay, I don't, again, right now, Gunther doesn't fit. Right. And I'm sure they'll get used to it like Cesaro and like, you know, every other name they've changed. Yeah. I mean, I guess if it was Klaus, I would have probably had a harder time. <laughs> there you go. That would have been perfect right about Christmas time. Um, he could have been, you know, Claus. I don't know. Yeah. So, but nonetheless, I'm glad Walter Gunther, whatever the hell you're going to call him, excuse my French um, or German, maybe. Um, which, by the way, he's Australian. So it's really funny to me that they played him as a German character for so long or that he's played that. Uh, Austrian. Austrian, not Australian. Never mind. <laughs> Good day, mate. It's a crackpot research team we've got. Uh, Just so everyone knows, Jim runs trivia as a side hustle. I do. And, <laughs> and, uh, but geography isn't one of the topics. No, and uh, and I have been wrong before on my answers on that. So And, I, and people are quick to point them out, so thank you. Um, I feel like I'm running trivia night now. It's great. Uh, but uh, he's... I am glad he's going to be on TV on a show that I watch regularly. I know he was on UK for a long time. I want to watch the UK product. I just don't have enough time. Um, And that's a product that's unfortunately, you know, gone by the wayside for me. So I'm, I'm glad he's on NXT 2.0 since I do watch that regularly. uh, Cause I think dude's a stud in the ring. So that'll be, that'll be fun to see where he goes. Braun breaker against 
Gunther at some point, I guess, if that's the name, um, just beating the tar out of each other. That, that could be fun. Uh, all right, let's get into the other stuff. Not WWE. I just needed your reaction on Gunther. Terminus uh, was last Sunday night. Uh, unfortunately, they had a snowstorm, so they had a little bit of a delay. I've seen some people just really rip them for the delay, and I'm like, is a snowstorm in Atlanta, Georgia? Like, and if, I, if I think I heard correctly on commentary, they said it was the first time in four years there was like traceable snow in Atlanta. Right. Right. Like, they, and again, so this is the South where they don't get snow. <laughs> like, hello. Like, the fact that the world they, didn't shut down in Atlanta is is, is amazing. Right. And they don't, they don't have the equipment to deal with the snow either. So, you know, I used to do uh, mission trips down to New Orleans after Katrina. And we would, of course, you drive through, you don't drive through Atlanta, but you drive through the South, obviously. Uh, And a week before we had got gone down one time, there was a three inch snowfall in Jackson, Mississippi, and it crippled the town for like two days. Now, granted, within two days, it melted, it was gone because the temperature came back up because they don't stay in that cold for long. But uh, yeah, they so I'm, I was fine with the delay. It was it a little bit like, oh, I hope it, like they kept changing the countdown clock before the show. So, and then I think when it finally, like all of a sudden it went from eight minutes to two minutes kind of thing. And you're like, oh, now it's going to start sooner than I thought. Okay. Um, and whatever, like they can't control the weather. Like, let's not, they were trying to get wrestlers there probably still and, and letting the fans get there. So that there weren't six people in the crowd. Talk about that in a minute. Um, you watched it live. I yeah, watched. We, it live. we both watched it live. Yeah, let's run down the results real quick, and then I would just love to have a conversation about just big takeaways or small takeaways from the night. Is that cool? Sounds good. Yeah. So, all right. So the show opened with uh, Lee Moriarty defeating Josh Woods. Josh Woods being a replacement um, at some point in the day that was decided because Jay Lethal, who had worked for New Japan USA the night before in Seattle, clearly didn't make it, and that was likely weather related. Uh, the second, I was trying to remember, was Woods originally announced for that show? I feel like he was. I, I don't rec- I don't believe he was. I, so okay. I was pleasantly surprised when he came through the curtain. So, okay. yeah, yep. Um, the next match was a terminal eliminator match, which in essence is like a four-corner survival with eliminations. Uh, Daniel Garcia defeated uh, Invictus Cash, uh, JDX, and Adam Priest. Uh, Mike Bennett and Moose was the third match, which was a kind of a surprise. I thought for the talent level like this coming on pretty early, um, I was like, wow, okay. Um, interesting, quick match. Again, two bigger names, Moose being uh, the Impact World Champion. Uh, Mike Bennett won via DQ uh, as they really emphasized some of the new Terminus rules here in this match. We'll talk about that, I'm sure. Uh, Diamante defeated Janai Kai. Uh, next up was Jordan Grace uh, defending her Impact Digital Media Championship, and she defeated Kira Hogan. Uh, the ROH World Championship, held currently by Bandito, was defended next against Baron Black, and Bandito did retain. Uh, the, the next and only tag match on the show saw Dante Caballero and Joe Keys, uh, who are formerly from the Ring of Honor Dojo, defeating uh, the Catchpoint team, as they were referred to on commentary regularly, of Tracy Williams and Freddie Ahai. Catchpoint, interestingly, being pretty much an Evolve, seemingly Evolve-based like like gimmick or, or storyline, and it's clearly per- permeated beyond just Evolve, and it's extended clearly beyond Evolve as well now, here as it extends into Terminus. I think having Lenny Leonard on commentary probably you know, he was going to push that. So for, for sure. Yeah. Yep. And then the main event uh, was 
uh, pure rules match for the ROH original world championship, as it's now being referred to. That belt, of course, is held by Jonathan Gresham, who won it at Final Battle. And this was the main event and, and a very high, highly touted and much anticipated match against Josh Alexander, uh, most known now for his role in Impact Wrestling. Uh, there's a great story I am sure you already know about how Alexander's flight was canceled and he did not want to miss this booking. So he drove 14 hours to make it for this show, which I, we talked before. And I don't know how many Josh Alexander matches you saw last year at all. I saw zero, but I knew of his hype. So this was a destination for me. And then learning after the fact of his commitment to get there for this match to take place I definitely am a bigger fan. Like I like when things like that happen. Like I want to go out, go out and buy merch to like support them, to give them that added like, hey, I'm in your corner, I'm rooting for you type thing. I haven't yet because I haven't looked for that, but that's something that you know, when a talent is that committed, uh, and you could define commitment in a number of ways. I, th I think that needs to be rewarded by by people uh, and by fans specifically. Um, so they fought. Um, they fought to a draw. Um, in the pure rules match, uh, and it was a double pinfall draw in the end, which was interesting. Um, maybe we can start here because one of the one of the rules in Terminus is uh, I think that if, they, if it goes to a time limit draw, maybe not a double pinfall draw, they can go to an overtime. And I I, I understand why they wouldn't have gone to the overtime here, but it would have been interesting to have maybe tried that. Uh, going the other 90, I think it's 90 seconds, going the additional 90 seconds. And even though it still went to another draw, um, I think it would sort of teased out like and built for more in the future for these two. Um, and then I won't talk about the closing angle yet because that we just hit results. So just as the whole show, Jim, I know again, you watched it live, I watched it live. What were your initial thoughts? What were your highs? What were your lows, perhaps? I thought it was a good first show I, I won't say great i wouldn't call it show of the year you know i don't think it'll be in those rankings or anything i i thought it was a good first show i thought they tried to establish the rules as best they could um which is important since terminus uh has put forth some different rules they're they're very roh pure rules centric but with some changes they don't have the rope break rules uh, except for in the Pure Rules match, uh, which the, the Ring of Honor original world title match was. Uh, so I thought that was good. Certainly some production things along the way. Uh, there were a number of times I liked, I, I should say I was okay with the um, the bar at the bottom with the two names and the time limit. Uh, I would have liked if the two names, instead of being blue both, if they maybe had the color of their gear so that UFC has done that before so that if you're watching it, and you're not familiar with these, or if you happen to come in in the middle of a match for some reason, and you're not familiar with either of the guys in the ring, you know, who is who I thought that could have been a nice little, I don't know how easy that is to do or not, but, um, but the time limit was wrong on a lot of matches. So they have 15 minute time limits for, for singles matches, but title matches go by the rules of the company that the title is with. Um, so like the ring of honor world title matches were 60 minute time limits, but still had a 15 minute, uh, time, although I think the Gresham Alexander match showed a 20 minute time limit, if I remember right. Um, so little production things like that, and even when they got called out on commentary that they knew it was wrong, like they couldn't seem to figure out how to fix it midway. Um, and I, and then maybe maybe it's not easy to do that, I don't know. Um, but it was so little things like that. The crowd, so the 
the venue was strange. Um, I know the Salvation Army uh, K Rock Center or Croc Center. It's Croc um, Center, yeah. So, so Ray Ray and Joan Croc. If you want to Google the history of the name, they're 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 staples in the Salvation Army like lineage. And and there's is that the of, same Ray Croc as McDonald's Ray Croc? I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Um, and and I figured it was Croc, but maybe they were trying to just be fun and give it a fun name, or maybe they had no idea. Um, I think it was definitely Dave Prezak having fun with it. And that 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 was what I figured, because Prezak is kind of that, you know, quirky personality sometimes. Uh, <clears throat> it, it was just a strange venue in that it didn't look very, even though it was sold out, it didn't look full. And it kind of looked sparse. And I don't know, the weather may have played into that too. They may have sold tickets that, of people who couldn't come. I know they had posted earlier in the day they had some tickets available because they had people who weren't going to be able to come. So that looked a little bit weird. But I but I thought it was a good show. I thought the main event was easily the match of the night. Uh, the only match that I would say, eh, on was probably the Diamante Janai Kai. Um, I think they were very lucky that Diamante came in and was the fill-in for whoever. I don't know the other young lady who didn't make that show. Um, Diamante was a fill-in for so maybe that that wrestler would have been good as well, but uh, Janai Kai is not ready for prime time, um, or even uh, she's got. I know she's a Santana Garrett student, and that's great. Santana Garrett, I think, is very good, but Kai's got a lot of learning to do, and I don't know that that is how I would have started the women's division in Terminus. Um, Grayson Hogan, much better option in my mind. It was a much better match. But uh, what were your overarching? Yeah, a lot of the same things that you said. Uh, so I want to not like completely mimic and, and repeat what you said. I'll add on by saying I thought it was really interesting that they had one tag match and one tag match only on this show and that they elected to uh, put over Caballero and Keys, who I actually was really impressed with. Now, I shouldn't be surprised when I consider who's on the opposite side of the ring. Tracy Williams and Freddie Ahai are very, very good. And it's perhaps that Caballero and Keys are as well. And they just never had the chance to have this opportunity in Ring of Honor, which is where I would have seen them and have seen them previous. Right. Um, so definitely interesting. And I'll and, and, and it will be interesting to see how they are, if they are, continued to be used in future shows. Um, the, the comment that I'll make, uh, in, it goes to production value, but it goes to the look of the product. So my wife came in about halfway through the show and sat and did something, but was kind of watching, which again is always unique because especially when the females come in, she was a really, and then I go, no, I go, remember, this isn't like a TNA like product. They're not here to, you know, flaunt their bodies. She goes, but look, I think it was, I think Jenai Kai came out and she goes, she's wearing a bikini. I go, she's not wearing a bikini. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> anyhow, like my memory of her gear anyways, I wouldn't call it that. Yeah. So um, conversely, when Jordan Grace came out and flex, she goes, holy crap, she's strong. So, um, and that was my first Which is more revealing outfit than Janai Kai, I believe. But, yeah. Uh, but, 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 but the issue was clearly Jordan Grace was an athlete in the eyes of my wife. Right. So, so that, that wasn't the point I was trying to make, but, but I think right. it helps get to, um, so, so she's in the room, I'm in the room. Then my 16 year old daughter comes in the room and they're like, what is this? And just like, like, because they're so used to seeing either AEW or perhaps WWE if I have something on the, the main screen in the room that we were in. This is clearly not that presentation. 
nor does it try to be. But then they go, you paid for this? <laughs> and I said, yes, I did. And, and they were like, and how much? And I said, it's 15 bucks. I go, you know, and I, and I, go, I was happy to do so. I go, the guy in the main event is a guy that I really am a huge fan of. Um, this is his promotion. So I felt it was important to support that. Um, and they're trying something new. And I thought, I thought it was worthwhile to be able to watch that for a show. And they go, are you getting your money's worth? And I go, I feel like I am. And, and this is even before the main event. So, and, and I'd be getting it a lot more worth if you all get out of the room and go somewhere else. Please. <laughs> right, right, right. And, and, and I'll go back to you to the, to the delays. The delays actually helped me because I was wanting to be ready to go by six. Six, and, yeah, it was in six your time. Um, but then dinner plans and things that moving parts in our day pushed like the prep of dinner a little bit later. So uh, like at like, I forget where, how I saw it, whether it was Twitter or whether I threw, threw on fight and they had the countdown clock. When I noticed it was actually going to be starting after six, I was like, okay, cool. I can now like have a little bit more prep time, cleanup time, serving time, so on and so forth. So um, those don't relate to the show, but they do connect back to my experience at the show and, or in the show. Uh, I, I really liked Josh Woods as a replacement for Lethal. Uh, I don't know how quickly, how close that could have happened. I don't, didn't think Josh Woods was Atlanta-based. Uh, however, but for him to get there, and, and again, Florida to Atlanta, they are, they are border mates. So maybe him being from Florida, and I'm presuming this, didn't take him long, despite the weather, to get there. Um, I still hope they can bring in Jay Lethal down the line. Uh, I think Moriarty Lethal, as I said last week in, in our little mini preview of this, it would be a great match. But I'm very eager to see where we go next, because at the close of the show, they had an angle, which you did a really good job kind of like talking about it, so I'm going to really hand the ball off to you and then we can have a more deep conversation on, but I'm eager to see how the guys that were used on show one come back or not for show two. I also thought it was really interesting that Matt Taven was there, but he was only on commentary like that again. Um, again, nothing against that, right? Like, and maybe he did that out of just the goodness of his, of his, of his heart or his time. I'm, guess, I, I'm guessing, I'm guessing he and Bennett, I think were, I think if I'm not mistaken, impact was live last Thursday impact is taped like in the Nashville area or was around that space. So maybe it was made sense for them just to come from Nashville to Atlanta and they just, they're friends, clearly they're friends in real life. So maybe they just hung out for the whole time. Yeah. And so the, the main event ends in the, the double, the double pin draw, um, which I get, it's fine. Um, obviously Alexander wasn't going to win the title and you know, if they didn't want to put, have him put over Gresham, Okay, I mean, whatever. Um, it, it's kind of like the Moose-Mike Bennett match. I mean, you're not going to be able to probably put Mike Bennett over the Impact World Champion, especially with Mike Bennett showing up in Impact. You know, Impact's going to be like, oh, hold off on that stuff. Like, let's let's not uh, let's not do that as far as they have any control over Moose's booking. Well, and I would say this. I would say if there was ever a talent to use to get over the top rope rule, which is what led to the technical fouls and then disqualification, I think Moose was the best person on this event to do that with. Agreed. So, like, that was that was very smart, in my opinion. No, totally agreed. Um, I, I think that worked really well um, in that match. So, after the match uh, with Gresham and Alexander, they kind of shake hands. Alexander kind of powders and goes to get destruct, start drive home, I guess. Um, excuse me. And Bandito comes out and I'm like, okay, they're, they're going to tease, you know, the ring of honor world title thing. Um, ring of honor has announced as a side note that this Friday, they're going to uh, tomorrow, 
as, as we record, they're going to announce their main event for Supercard of Honor. If it's not Bandito versus Gresham for the undisputed Ring of Honor world title, I will be absolutely floored. Um, especially after that, a terminus, I have no doubt that was all part of that decision making process. Um, so Bandito comes out, they face off, they hold their titles up. I kind of think the show's going off the air at that point. And some music hits. And and I didn't... The audio for the music was terrible, frankly, to be honest. It did not come through, at least on my TV, well at all, all night. Something they can fix. The mic in the ring was only kind of okay. Um, so they've got some production issues there, too. But music hits. And because of the really wide camera shot... I see Santana walk backstage before he walks out the, the curtain. And I had a moment where I went, that looked like Santana. And sure enough, he walks through the curtain and it's Santana. Again, production tightened up the camera shot a little bit. Um, so Santana comes out, interestingly, by himself. No Ortiz. Uh, Santana is also working a singles match uh, the same weekend as Terminus 2, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, in Chicago against uh, Mike Bailey for Warrior Wrestling, I saw. So Santana comes out. The thing that bothered me was Santana comes out, and he and Gresham have kind of a promo about the Ring of Honor World title. Santana lays out a challenge for Terminus 2, which is February 24th, I believe. No, that's a Thursday. I don't know. It's in February. Um, 26th, then? It's 27th, probably, because it was a Sunday, I think. Anyways, yeah, yeah. It, February. Terminus two is happening in February. Date. Check your right. check Google. Google is your friend. Check Terminus's Twitter. They've got it on there. Um, and and so that's announced or, or agreed to as I would assume the main event for Terminus two, Santana versus Gresham. I like that match. I like let, seeing what Santana is going to be able to do as a single. That could be very interesting. No, it, it is February twenty fourth. It is February twenty fourth. I literally just pulled their Twitter Twitter up. That's a Thursday. Very interesting. I'm, I'm nine because I just had. In no, my you're, own, you're you're correct. Yeah. It is a Thursday. I say in my own life, I just had some things booked for February twenty fourth that were in conflict, and I had to create, you know, fix. So I that's why I know that. Huh. February twenty fourth, a Thursday night. Interesting. Um. My my issue with it was Bandito just kind of stood in the corner. And was kind of ignored until the end. Santana left and then Bandito and Gresham got to hold their titles up again. I I wish they would have done the angle first. And then while they're talking about the Ring of Honor World title, like then have Bandito come out and just stand there and hold his title up. Kind of like a, hey boys, don't forget about me. I don't know. That could have been good. And it wasn't that this was bad. I just, it bothered me that Bandito, who has a rightful claim to the Ring of Honor World title because he never lost it because he had COVID, blah, 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 just kind of stood there with these other two guys talked about the title and didn't didn't push himself into that situation at all. But it's a smaller gripe in a, you know, in an overarching, uh, being that that's a Thursday night when I already have two trivia bookings now. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to watch that show live. Um, but Santana Gresham, I think, will be really good. Yeah, what do you uh, so think of angle. Angle was clunky. I, I think the execution, again, not knowing what I what I don't know, um, I, I I have a similar view to you. The timing of how things played out and who was in the ring when and how uh, leaves something to be to be desired. 
I don't think I've ever talked about it here, but I've always kind of had this opinion of Santana as being someone who I think has tremendous, tremendous upside and maybe the, the star of Proud and Powerful. So with that, I really feel this singles opportunity, and like you mentioned again, he's got Mike Bailey the night before in Warrior Wrestling, is going to be a great opportunity for him to be able to put on display his singles chops. Now, again, one thing I, I haven't done and I need to do, I have to go back and I have to spend some time catching up on a couple of PWG DVDs for one of my think 18 or 19, where Proud and Powerful kind of made their mark and kind of got their name more known outside of the, you know, the impact time they had as being like a, an established hiking, which I think is what led to them being a part of AEW. All of that being said, like, I think, I think Santana has the chops to, to do well in a singles role. It's going to be interesting if, if this is the original ring of honor world title, which I believe it will be. And if Gresham says it's pure rules, that's going to be a new nuance for Santana to be in that space. So that's kind of already like identified, I think as the main event, the only other talent formerly announced is, as of yesterday, Shane Strickland, which is pretty exciting because that's the first that I'm aware of booking that he is going to be on an act post his WWE run. Uh, with so, I think um, you're right. He's been announced for a Revolver show for wrestling or the Wrestling Revolver, but that's not until like April. Okay. So, yeah, this will be an interesting because I when did he get released? Trying to think of his 90 days is up by February, or did he get an early, you know, cut from that 90 days? Try to think about when Strickland was released. I feel like it might have been end of October. And if that would be the case, then then the 90 days would be expired by that point. But maybe, but maybe I'm making that up. I don't I don't know. Trying to November 18th. Okay. So that'd be right after February 18th would be his. I, maybe it's a day or two off because of the number of days and months, but right around February 18th. So there it yeah. is. And, and I didn't realize Sunday and I didn't realize until we had this conversation now that it is actually on Thursday, the 24th, that that changes my perhaps ability. It changes my ability for sure. I don't know if it changes my desire. I, again, I, I thought Sunday night was, was good. I was happy with, you know, what I paid to, for what I got. I don't know that they hooked me to come back as a return buyer. We'll see how things develop with how the card plays itself out in the next month. And I do think that they need to really do uh, a good self-examination on the technical things, graphics, camera work, audio before number two. Agreed. And, and I'm kind of in that same boat. And yeah, the Thursday means I definitely won't watch it live. Um, but whether I, I buy it and try to catch it that weekend or something like that, um, the card will play a big role in that. I agree with you. It wasn't like, oh, man, I'm I'm a terminus. You know, I'm in now for every show going forward. Didn't make me feel that way. It also didn't make me feel like, oh, I'm never buying this product again by any means. So um, I think the card will, will definitely play into that. Uh, I'm more, to be perfectly honest, my own wrestling uh, preferences – I'm more into the kind of strong style wrestling than mat based grappling. So sometimes those matches can be a little hard for me if that's, if there isn't a little more striking, um, Alexander brings striking into it too. So I, I appreciate that. And Gresham does too, but 
you know, I'm a little bit more of the beat each other up and, and suplexes and throws um, than Matt based. You know, I've always liked Zack Sabre Jr., but he's never been like my top guy because of that, um, because it's that more. And and yet then you have somebody like a Brian Danielson who is adept in both. And I love the guy. Um, so I, I'm a little more of the mix. And I, this is a little Matt heavy for me. But that doesn't shock me because Gresham is a little mad heavy for me sometimes. And that's fine. Everybody has a different style they enjoy. Um, and that's what I love about it is, you know, for those that, that think Terminus was the greatest thing ever, awesome. Buy that second show. Uh, support Jonathan Gresham and, and Baron Black and everybody that's that's doing this. And let's be honest, Jordan Grace is involved too because if Jonathan Gresham's involved, uh, you know, her money's on the line too. So, um, you know. So I think it'll be interesting to see. I think what's really going to be very interesting to see is if if and when, and it certainly appears right now, they're putting all of the pieces out there, that Ring of Honor does return in April. How do these two things play together? You know, right now they're playing together fine because Ring of Honor is not running shows. I think that's going to be interesting to watch as this moves forward too. If Terminus is continuing into April and May and June, and then if Ring of Honor is running in you know, again, at, on a somewhat regular schedule, whatever that schedule might look like for them. I think that's going to be very interesting to watch play out. So well, I want to be cognizant of our time. You give us enough time on these last two topics. So let's move to John Moxley. Uh, he returned last night on Dynamite. Uh, it is about all I've seen. I've seen part of the uh, of the opening match that happens afterwards with uh, Cole and Baker and, and Cassidy and Statlander, but I did see the Moxley promo. Um, Tom, I'm going to let you take the lead on this. Uh, John Moxley's back. Yeah, John Moxley's back. And, and uh, again, interesting. Uh, we, again, the world of professional wrestling, uh, people are living in a lot of spaces right now. So we'll talk as we close the show here about GCW uh, and the big event they have this weekend at the Hammerstein Ballroom in New York City. And Moxley was announced as returning for them because he is their primary champion and he'll be facing homicide and that was before anything came out on his return to AEW it almost was like hey because that's out you kind of think he's going to be here what here being last night Wednesday and they made that official I think was it late Monday or Tuesday this week I think AEW came out with that it doesn't matter in the end they did, hype, they, they did hype it up they did say he was going to be in DC and the show starts with him and he comes out and oh my word if you haven't yet, there there's someone on Twitter. I don't know if it was their creation or if they snagged it from somewhere else. Well, I snagged it from them. I put it up on our community board that we have where we have a lot of friends who talk pro wrestling. The visual difference in John Moxley from October of 2021 and January of 22 is amazing. Kudos to him for getting the health, the help and him healthy as he's here. And he was fired up and i don't know whatever that loudmouth fan said right as his music subsided i, I rewound it and tried to hear and i couldn't make out the words well but but his his loose cannon uh f-bomb and s-bomb <laughs> and then his continued s-bombs as they went on um were just fitting for who he is and again whoever that clown was in the crowd or whatever he said i hope he did get shouted down and not just by moxley but by by those around him and if he was and if he was abusive in any way or demeaning Get, get them out of there or get them out of there, whoever they were. Uh, again, great promo. Really glad it was a standalone. Really glad that you didn't have anyone kind of come and interject with Moxley. But the fact that he said he's coming for blood, all he drinks is blood. I, I thought that was a great line. Yeah. Like, 
I am I am amped up for John Moxley back in the AEW. They have so many toys in the toy chest. We've talked about it before without maybe that terminology. Holy cow. And I'm really glad that you were able to see it for us to have this conversation this morning because I just think it was it, it, it was all of what makes like fandom and caring about pro wrestling and pro wrestlers. Like it was a good display of all of that because he was in character, but he was also who he is as a human. And those things really blended well in how he communicated with the audience and how he connected. And good grief, he looks like he's a man on a mission. So I can't wait to see what comes in AEW. I am excited. I don't have to wait too long because um, we're going to see him this weekend. And we'll talk about that in here in a minute too. Right. No, loved it. Um, I am assuming it was similar to the CM Punk promo in that Tony Khan probably said, go out there, grab a mic, say whatever you need to, and we'll time the rest of the show you know, accordingly. Um, uh, my assumption, anyways. And and just awesome. Um, I agree. I, I, I saw your picture that you put up this morning of the difference. I noted the difference when he walked out. I thought, man, he just looks better. Um, and, and he did. Uh, even, you know, I know we had said he looked a little bloated back in October. Um, you know, even with him in, you know, t-shirt and jacket and everything last night, you could see that that in the face and everything was down. Um, you know, his weight was down. Um, and yeah, the, the tears in his eyes as he came out were obviously genuine. Um, uh, kudos to him for getting the help he deserved that he needed and, and deserved. Um, and, and the pop was what I figured. I assumed he was going to open the show because I think uh, much like the punk thing, they would have hijacked the crowd would have hijacked the show um, and been chanting Moxley through everything else. So yeah, better to just, I don't want to say get it out of the way, but there's no way other else to do that. I think that was absolutely the right call. Um, I'm excited to see him uh, Sunday night. I I'm going to get to watch that show live. I know you're not, um, but you're going to watch it anyway, but you will watch it. We'll talk about that in a minute, but um, I'm excited to see him. I think he and homicide are going to have a, a crazy brawl in New York. I think they're both coming in very motivated homicide knows that it might be his last high profile match in New York city. Um, because he's obviously on the, the downside of his career, the, the tail end of his career, um, Moxley having his, what I believe will be first match back, uh, since, you know, getting that help is obviously going to be fired up. I, yeah, that's going to be really, really good on Sunday. Um, I've been a John Moxley fan since he was in Dragon Gate USA, which is where I first, uh, really became aware of him and, and, Got to know him, so or got to know his character. Not know him. I've never met the man, but um, not like we're buddies. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited for John Moxley or, or Jonathan Good, the human being, uh, and I'm excited for John Moxley, the character. And I agree. Let's let's see where he goes. Uh, coincidentally, little AEW question just before we jump into GCW. Wasn't FTR supposed to originally face Brock Anderson and Lee Johnson last night too? They were and. Um, I don't recall seeing any announcement or hearing an announcement on that last night. I do have to admit, I watched started the show an hour after it started, and it was like I was watching my DVR and not fast forwarding to catch up live. I was dozing a little bit at parts of the show. Um, that's because because I'm, I'm an old man. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I don't I don't know. Um, but that's interesting because. Um, not that this makes any sense, but I'll I'll give a, an opinion on, on maybe the what or the why, and maybe it has nothing to do with it. Maybe it's a red herring um, because of what's 
at stake or what's coming up with GCW. The only other thing I'll quickly say about AEW, because you did kind of open that door. Thanks a lot, Jim. Squirreling. Um, <laughs> when you get to it, I'm really interested in hearing uh, your thoughts about the Cody promo. Um, okay. Just because it's – Cody's walking a really fine line for me. Um, and he, I think he knows he is. That's the ironic part. I think he knows he's literally trying to be a puppet master with fans. But sure. I'm not so sure the path he's walking is the right path. So bottom line is, um, and I don't think I'm ruining anything for you because it's pretty evident before he even cuts his promo, um, the kind of the, the, the writing is on the wall, as they would say, or the writing was on the screen. Uh, they're doing the unification match next week at Beach Break. It's a ladder match, Guevara okay. versus Rhodes. You figured it was coming. Um, two quick notes to update Annette um always our our savior in these things when we say we don't know things online on these uh mox is facing ethan page live friday night on rampage yes. um and that that is a live match um our live rampage i'm not sure why that one's live it's it's an odd week to just randomly have a live rampage but that's and cool. it's, at the, it's at the same venue they were at last night which is super interesting it's it is it's very uh, cool. I like live. Um, I've I've always avoided spoilers from Rampage pretty well, but I like when it's live. Um, it's and, given uh, me, it, yeah. For, well, I'm just on that note, it's given me added reason to want to tune in Friday. Like, not that right. I'm never excited. I usually am, but I will tend to be quick to record and watch later on a Friday night versus tuning in live. Now, my my opinion, my attitude is switched. And and Mox switches my attitude on that a little bit too, just yeah. to see him back in the ring. Um, and, and poor Ethan Page, who's going to get murdered on Friday night. It's nice having you in AEW, my friend. Um, and then uh, safety protocols canceled the FTR, Brock and uh, Lee match. She did say FTR is fine, though. So that could be a good segue into uh, what we want to close the show with today is a little bit of talk about GCW at the Hammerstein Ballroom, the world on GCW this Sunday, not only on Fight TV, but kudos to GCW. They are on regular old cable pay-per-view, too. Uh, which still feels like a big deal, even though I think more and more people don't buy things that way anymore. I think it's still a big deal to be available that way. The more ways that they can be available to people, the better. The, the more options they have of folks clicking that buy button, whether it's on fight or on their old their good old cable system. Um, I'll be buying it through fight because I don't have cable. Um, so that was an easy, and I've already actually bought it through fight. And is, I, I, is the price point the same? Did you have you looked at all by chance? I I don't know. Yeah, I have not seen that. Um, you have cable, I believe, correct? I do. Yes. Yeah, but or I ordered it through Fight as well. I was a right. little I was a little surprised at the increased price. I thought I was maybe I was too naive thinking it was going to be fifteen bucks because that's what most GCW shows are. It's it's again twenty five is not bad. And again, considering the venue they're running, hard for me to argue with. Yeah, with and I, I think that plays into it. Some of their bigger shows have been twenty. Um, spring break and things like that have been 20. And I think when you add in the the cost of some of the talent they're bringing in and then running the Hammerstein can't be cheap, let's be honest. Um, yeah, it didn't shock me. And, and like you said, 25, you know, I pay 50 for AEW pay-per-views four times a year on average. Um, I think I've missed a few of them, but most of them. Um, yeah, I'll pay 25 bucks every so often for, for GCW, not a problem, um, especially for a big show like this. So, um, do you have the card in front of you, Tom? I, I was going to pull it up. I can quickly grab it. It's not too far from my view. 
I know there's a kickoff uh, scramble and then a battle royal, which helps because I joked with you before we clicked record that there's 973 wrestlers working this show. Um, it makes me wonder if some of them are working it for free or for a really low price because they just want to be able to say I work the Hammerstein Ballroom and, you know, have that on their resume, so to speak. Um, but there's Battle Royal. I don't think they said how many people are in it. And they just keep adding wrestlers. So I assume all, all of those are going into the Battle Royal. So I have everything except for the Battle Royal on the card that I have in front of me. So I'll quickly run that down. So Battle Royal, which again, we know that we multi-people. There's mm -hmm. a kickoff scramble. Uh, there is a grab the brass ring ladder match, which is really interesting. Uh, there's Jeff Jarrett versus Effie, which has been building uh, since the turn of the calendar year with Jeff Jarrett uh, showing up and smashing guitars over people's heads. Uh, there's the GCW Tag Team Title Open Challenge of the Briscoes versus TBA. So this is where I'm going to go back and go, maybe the FTR spot didn't happen last night because they are going to show up on Sunday. That's totally the forbidden door. Again, I don't think Tony Khan is that willy-nilly with his talent. Again, whether we get whether they're the challengers, FTR being them, uh, pronouns pal, uh, I do think we may still get FTR showing up on Sunday night. Maybe that's a pipe dream, but we'll see. If it's not FTR, and if it's a, assuming it's a heel tag team coming out, they should definitely play FTR's music for about 10 seconds and get that pop. And then the heat would be, you know, like, like MJF did with Punk. And, and I mean, we've done that before, but I think that would, I think it'd be awesome. if it, And then somebody else comes out, whoever it is. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. If it's not an FTR, I have zero idea who it is. Yeah, I but that's, that's that's some of the exciting part of it all. And 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 again, because I probably am not watching this live on Sunday, that's the direction I'm headed. I'm I'm gonna literally like be off my phone, you know, come six p.m. Sunday night, and you know, I'll get up with my alarm on Monday. But outside of that, I'm gonna really be focused on staying incredibly spoiler free, uh, so I can watch this, you know, without any uh, being unencumbered, as they might say, on Monday. Uh, Matt Cardona versus Joey Janela, which has been uh, building for a while. Uh, Ali Catch versus Ruby Soho. Um, a, a on paper, what I think could, could be a, just the the match of the night in a show stealer. Uh, Lucha Six Man, uh, Bandito Laredo Kid and ASF versus Gringo Loco, Dem Demonic Flamita and Arez. Uh, the ROH original World Title, I guess, as we're going to be referring to it now. Jonathan Gresham defends against Blake Christian. And then, as we said already, the GCW World Title match, John Moxley defending against Homicide. So that is the card as it stands today, with talents almost being added by the minute. Right, every <laughs> twenty minutes on Twitter, GCW announces another talent. So, and some some like deep cuts that I think are just kind of fun um, that they've used some of them before. I know, and others. Uh, by the way, one minute ago, Ring of Honor posted on Facebook, and I assume on Twitter. Uh, it is official, winner take all, Jonathan Gresham, Mandito will main event the Supercard of Honor to determine the undisputed ROH World Champion. They so, couldn't They couldn't wait until Friday. They, they had said it would come out on Friday, and apparently it is uh, Chinese New Year. So um, uh, this card is, and, and just to throw the competitors into that kickoff scramble, it's Jack Cartwheel versus Dante Leon, Grim Reefer, Ninja Mac, Alex Zane, Nick Wayne. I am not familiar with Nick Wayne. Uh, I've heard the name Jack Cartwheel, but I don't think I've seen him in anything yet. Um, Ninja Mac I've seen once or twice with GCW and is really good. Alex Zane I'm a big fan of. Um, so that's that looks crazy good. 
and then that grab the brass ring ladder match, which I kind of laugh. It sounds a lot like the face of the face of TNT or face of TBS. Face of the, face of the revolution. Of the revolution. Wasn't that a brass ring that Scorpio Sky grabbed a big honey nut Cheerio off the thing last year? Or it's from Sonic the Hedgehog, whichever. Sonic the Hedgehog, right. And, and, and they're, they're definitely building to another one of those. I know MJF keeps talking about uh, Wardlow winning that match for him and winning the TNT title. Um, but uh, for a future, I think, match of their choice. I don't think they even said it had to be a GCW world title match. I think it's for a match of their choice. But either way, whether it's a world title match or, or anything they want, Jordan Oliver, Tony Deppen, Alex Cologne, PCO, Leo Rush, and Jimmy Lloyd, that's going to be crazy. Um, PCO is going to, you know, jump off a balcony at the Hammerstein probably. Leo Rush is going to do some... 820 flip off of something. Um, I mean, yeah, that's going to be crazy. If you told me I would be halfway interested in a Jeff Jarrett match in 2022, I might tell you you're crazy, but I am. And I'm not even the biggest Effie fan in the world. Like, I get him. I get it. But I just haven't been wowed by him in the ring. And that's just me. And I haven't seen a lot of him. So this would be another another chance to be exposed to what Effie does. But um, they built it well. Um, you know, he, I, I saw the Twitter clip of the, the kabong that he hit, uh, alley catch with last week in Chicago and my goodness, um, didn't pull up on that one at all. Did we Jeff, um, laid that one in, but, uh, I, back to Joey Janelle, I needed to talk about that for a second. Um, neither of these guys are high on my, I really want to see them matches, um, Janela has never really clicked for me. Cardona has never really clicked for me. And yet, they go and spoof the, what was it, 90? 92. WrestleMania 92. Yeah. WrestleMania 8, I think. Um, Macho Man, Ric Flair, uh, photo shoot with Elizabeth with Ric Flair. And so now it's Chelsea Green. Looks like she's with Joey Janela. I love that stuff. When they do those little callback things. Okay, now, now you've taken two guys that I don't really care about, frankly, and you made me care about their match. Good job, DCW. you done well. Um, yeah, that Lucha match, I don't know who ASF is. Um, he's the one that I'm unfamiliar with out of those six. But the other five, take my money. <laughs> just take my money. Um, and the way that, you know, GCW will let them just, you know, no handcuffs, basically, on them. And for me, like knowing this is in the Hammerstein, right? So like I never saw Ring of Honor there. I was I was always up in the grand uh, the grand ballroom. I never saw an actual Hammerstein show. I saw a lot on DVD, a lot on uh, iPay per view, or whatever else they offered. And then I also think back to over twenty years ago when ECW would run the ham- would run the Hammerstein, and they had Guilty as Charged there. I think a few times they had a big tag team tournament that was a big deal. Um, that a lot of it aired on TV. So like, I feel like when I, when I think of this match and I think of all of the matches, like it's just the aura of the venue, plus the idea of this being a milestone for GCW and just all of the talent involved. I just, I feel like it's, it's the making of something incredibly special. Um, and, and so expectations are high. So I really hope they deliver no matter what, you better not text me anything on Sunday night uh, and spoil anything for me, Jim. Um, this podcast and our friendship are on the line. I'm just kidding. That's not <laughs> I, I definitely will not do that. Um, 
I have every intention of watching it live. I would like to watch the kickoff show live as well. We'll see how Sunday plays out if I get a chance to to get down into the man cave by six instead of seven my time. Um, definitely by seven though. I'm gonna be planted in my recliner down here and and uh, fired up on the TV. So I am. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to this show as much, if not more, than the Royal Rumble. Um, probably more as a full show and we'll talk about the Royal Rumble next week. Uh, but, and, and I love the rumble. So there's that piece. Like I just love the rumble. I love battle Royal. So, Hey, GCW throws me a battle Royal too. Fun. Um, I just, this all, is a show. All, all that's missing is a tournament and it'd be like the perfect event for you. Right. Right. Give me a tournament and a battle Royal, like WrestleMania four. That's why I love WrestleMania four. I know in the ring, it's not the greatest WrestleMania ever, but they got a battle Royal and a tournament. How can I not love that show? Um, you know, or Impact did that, uh, if I remember, I was an Impact. They had a Battle Royal, and the order you got eliminated was, like, where you ended up seated then in the in the tournament thing. Like, I didn't see it because I don't have Impact, but okay, that's fun. Um, I like that. Uh, but kudos to GCW. You know, I know they're, the storyline, quote-unquote, behind this show is that some famous wrestling personality said to Brett Lauderdale and I was watching the show when he announced this one uh, when it was I think on the Mox Gage show um, last year was where they announced this show at Hammerstein and somebody famous in wrestling he's never named who or I um, said I've seen a million GCWs come and go you'll never make it and this was his FU basically we made it we're at the Hammerstein Um, so kudos to them the one thing I wish for GCW, and I think you brought this up, Tom, and I don't remember now if you brought it up while we were recording, so I apologize if you just said it and I missed it because um, I had to look at my phone for a minute. <laughs> but GCW is running two to five shows a month right now at at least $15 a pop. Although when they're doing weekend shows, you can often get both shows for like 20 bucks, So like 10 bucks a pop let's say. So if you buy the, the bundle package, which I think is great that they're doing that. I think it's good to, and a good way for them to get you to buy both shows. But how many people can you get to spend 20, 40, 50, $60 a month to watch every one of your shows? And, and is that even what you're trying to do? Maybe you're not. Maybe you're just trying to get enough people to watch each show and it doesn't have to be, you're not looking for those people like we were with ring of honor where we watched every single show every single time um and and to be fair we were paying 20 bucks a dvd um you know and there were two to four shows a month at ring of honor uh, when they were running the most but i just in in but things have changed also since then the the network changed everything let's be honest the wwe network changed everything and now they're on peacock for five bucks a month you get every wwe pay-per-view now look gcw's better in my eyes but to the mainstream fan it's you know it's not going to draw as well so i i know you had some thoughts on the on the cost piece of it so yeah no it just depending on who your fan base is and your business model right so like i don't i don't know what their business model is enough to say live event gate merch whatever merch they have i did look on uh, online a few days ago for their merch they have some really cool like ECW themed uh, things that are coming out this weekend in, in honor of this show at Hammerstein, which is interesting that like they're 
that's that's the kind of point of context for them again. But they, I think they're they're more of an ECW based product than a Ring of Honor based product. Even though I think if you were to, I think people could argue if you took the best of ECW and the best of Ring of Honor, your your GCW is trying to give that to you. Um, and and maybe that's been an opinion that I'm not just coming up with for the first time, and someone else holds that. And maybe I'm way off base. I don't know. I have not seen enough GCW. I watched the death match to honor. Um, Marcus Crane last last weekend because that was live on YouTube. Uh, I wanted to be at the show in Detroit, but I had other commitments that prevented that from me. I really am looking forward to going to GCW in April. Um, I was supposed to go last September. My son's Little League schedule prevented that. Uh, it seems like a product that's a lot of fun. And they're running venues that are cool, that are hip. Uh, again, clearly they're putting on a card this weekend that you and I both uh, are plunking down money for. So Again, maybe it's the start of again. We just talked about it before with NXT UK. We don't have enough time in the day to watch or in the week to watch all of the wrestling, but we're clearly making it a priority to to have this be the case here. But then I think we just have to be mindful of picking and choosing, at least for us. I think I'm speaking for us accurately, uh, and forgive me if I am speaking for you out of context. Um, that that uh, th- that we we want to follow this product a little bit more. We're dipping our toes or our feet, or our knees, or I don't know, some some level of our appendages in the water uh, to, get, to get in with GCW this weekend. And, and and I think maybe others are as well. And I, and, I want, and I also wonder if others are as well. I know the diehards are probably definitely coming out. I know people are traveling for this show uh, from what I've read online. But beyond that... Our friend Stephen's coming from Ireland, if I remember right. Oh, awesome. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, just the idea that they, have a, they, they probably have the chance to have their biggest audience on them. Um, this is going to be a big deal. It is. I'm I'm stoked. Looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a great show. My my hope and intent is to watch it while only picking up the computer after each match to just add the scoring because I'm scoring this week in FWL. And so it's, if I happen to be watching the show live, I like to score right along so that I don't fall any further behind. Um, and, and then maybe comment in our friends group. Uh, maybe I'll try to live. Eh, I don't know. I'm terrible at live tweeting, so I probably won't do that. Let me not even try to say that I'll do that. Um, but probably will comment along in there. And and uh, but in between, while matches are happening, you know, close the computer, set it to the side. Uh, I don't always do that. Sometimes I am. I, I'm just. <laughs> I would watch even less wrestling if I if I tried to give it my full and complete attention at all times while I have it on. Um, so I I don't always do that with like weekly shows. This one I'm definitely going to try to. Uh, to not have other distractions happening in, in my life so that I can just enjoy this show. Uh, it'll be fun. So GCW, if you haven't ordered it yet, it's available on fight. It's 25 bucks. Um, I don't know. Uh, I ordered it early enough that I got like a $2 credit. The only bad thing with fight credits that I've learned is you have to have enough to buy an entire show. So like I have three right now fight credits from ordering both terminus. I got a dollar credit cause I ordered that early and then, I ordered GCW about the same time, so I got $2. But I, I'm going to have to get like 15 credits before I'm going to be able to use it. So I can't just knock three bucks off the cost of a show. You got to get enough to order a whole show. But just teaches me that if I know I'm going to watch something on fight, just order it early and get the credits, um, which is what I did here. So I knew these these two shows were, were both shows I wanted to see. So GCW, order it if you get a chance this weekend. It'll be fun. I... I 
I think it's easy to say it will be a memorable show one way or the other. I, just looking at the, the card they've got and knowing there are going to be some surprises mixed in because that's kind of who GCW is. I think I think it will be memorable at some point. I mean, if you, you know, Jeff Jarrett, Effie, Homicide, Moxley, and the Briscoes are all on a card together. Like, what what is this? Like, what is this place we are in? Um, and, and plenty of others too, but that's, I'm just trying to come up with like this weird hodgepodge of, many companies coming together as one um, or people who've worked for many companies coming together as one. And Jeff Jarrett just throws the real monkey in that whole soup. So monkey in the soup, is that even a thing? I think I just invented something, Tom. Dog in the horse. Dog in the horse, monkey in the soup. We're going to have new titles for all of these shows. Uh, today's title, by the way, is the world on monkeys. Cause I thought I'd play off of the GCW show. Although I spelled world spelled world spelled word world out instead of their wrld i didn't want to infringe on their uh their intellectual property perhaps so tom anything else i know we're up against our uh time that we need to unfortunately move into non-wrestling things in our lives yeah no we're good uh i am i love the conversation today wrestling is really exciting right now can't wait for sunday ish monday whatever time i watch gcw and then next week we'll come back i'm sure we'll reflect on that for sure having both seen it and then the big one is our next uh ongoing pick em challenge with being the wwe royal rumble absolutely and who knows maybe sometime this year gcw will throw another show that's this big maybe we'll do head to head on gcw show that if we both get you know up to date enough on the product that would be fun to have a gcw show thrown into our head dead sometime um and yes the royal rumble next week which is always a fun one to pick because uh i mean we're picking a royal rumble winner you got one out of 30 to pick there so and you don't always know all 30 so everybody have a great week stay safe out there stay healthy please yeah we're going through that all again so everybody stay healthy stay safe and uh, we'll talk to you again here next week on two spot monkeys live